Welcome to the Oracle. This is a podcast where you will hear innovative and curious minds. Together, we will explore what makes a difference in cities, homes, and for the planet at large. The Oracle is produced by Monk Studios in collaboration with IKEA. Mustafa Sharif is an urban planner and podcaster with a passion for children's involvement and participation in urban development. In this episode of The Oracle, he shares his thoughts on how growing up in a war-torn country made him focus on child-friendly cities as a way to make the world a smarter and more healthy place. And we start in the future. This is my vision. It's year 2050. I start my morning by waking up, hearing my inbuilt alarm in my smart room. The alarm is calling. Mustafa, it's a beautiful new day for you to make this world better. I change my clothes, take on my smart digital glasses and go out to work. Because today, I'm not working from home. I'm going to the co-working space to have a lunch and business meeting. I walk down my street to take my bike to the co-working space. It feels so good that the bike path have enough space for different people. For the fast bikers who are in rush, for the children who are biking to their school, and for the people who transport goods with bikes. On my way to work, I pass local shops, cafes, restaurants, and the active ground floors. People here support the local business that promotes as much as possible locally produced products. It was a long time since I heard noise from cars. After replanning the city, parking lots and car lines transformed to public spaces and places for other activities. We still have cars driving, but not as in the past. Cars are not taking over the city anymore. They are silent, run by sustainable fuels, and also completely autonomous. It's a big change. The car went from a product we own and use to a shared service. Sometimes we say, well, the cars left the town. I hear more people talking and also the sound of birds because the greenery is back to our city and now integrated with streets and buildings. Ecosystem services are something fundamental in my city. Also, the kids are back. They're playing around outdoors in public spaces and parks. It took me and the other who work with the city development years. But now we are planning and designing cities for children. I'm very happy with the community I live in, exchanging experience and knowledge with other people. We help each other and enjoy the built environment by different activities in our city. According to UNICEF, children make up around 26% of the world's population. We all have a very important responsibility when it comes to future generations, especially me and my colleagues who work with urban planning. Today, we face consequences of non-friendly environments, such as car accidents, bad physical fitness, bad mental health, segregation between areas within a city, more violence and crime at young ages. Children being excluded are at higher risk of suffering from a number of social problems. 
If we don't work systematically with creating child-friendly cities, children will not be able to go out with their parents or caregivers, and not by any means alone. If they can't move safely and freely outdoors, they will not interact socially with other people and develop their own thinking to adapt to different situations. If they don't move outdoors, in for instance, big schoolyards, public spaces, playgrounds, and forests, children will not have spontaneous physical activity, which will affect their health and body dramatically. So if we don't give them opportunities to take part in outdoors environments, it will affect both their mental and physical health. According to the World Health Organization, if children will not have physical activities, it will affect negatively their physical fitness, blood pressure, bone health, mental health, and overweight. So imagine the next generation growing up with bad physical health as well as bad mental health. What kind of future are we creating? However, I'm optimistic and I will tell you why. This is me, Mustafa Sharif. I was born in Baghdad, Iraq, 1993, and grew up in a city full of people, around five million citizens in a very small and dense inner city. I belonged to a family of six members, and a big part of my life was about being outdoors, because the area I was living in had tight houses and a big number of family members. And people were outdoor almost all the time as part of everyday life. During my childhood, I used to play football in the streets since the few football fields were taken by adults. We usually had to pause the match when cars would pass. Me and my friends were walking in the lively bazaars, big markets, hearing conversation when people haggled prices of products they were buying. We were surrounded by traffic noise all the time because modern city planning is much based on cars. And that's how my relationship with the city started. Because of the war, me and my family left Baghdad and moved from one city to another in Iraq during my childhood. As a kid, that gave me different aspects and perspectives on how to build a stronger relationship with the city. Today I'm speaking to you from a studio in Stockholm, Sweden, where I live nowadays. I'm an urban planner who has specialized in co-creating future cities with children to make them part of the future story where every city and space has to be child-friendly. I have my own podcast about smart and livable cities, and aside from urban planning, I work with storytelling. So basically, this is me, a passionate person who loves discussion because that's the way we inspire each other and also exchange our knowledge and experiences. Working with kids became important early in my career. Children's voices are not heard when we develop our cities. If you have money or power, then people will listen to you. Children don't have that. For me, urban planning is about deciding and telling the story of the future. And if I break it down, 
It's about deciding on a quite detailed level where and how people are going to study, work, live, and also make guidelines on how different areas, buildings, and places will look like. So we, the urban planners, urban designers, policymakers, create the rules of the future. If you are a citizen, you pay taxes and you're likely to be listened to in that aspect. But when it comes to children, the incentive to listen has been like zero. We have created a system where we don't listen to and involve children in decision-making. Why? Well, you don't see the direct benefits of values in terms of money or power. So one of my missions in life as an urban planner is to make children part of the urban development process and decrease their participation in these processes. The consequences of not listening to kids will be very dangerous. Today, the United Nations Convention on the Rights of Children is a law in Sweden, but it's still very weak against other laws. Also, when it comes to the urban planning processes, many cities hasn't adopted the convention in a serious way. Every child has the right to grow up in an environment where they feel safe and secure, have access to basic services and clean air and water, an environment where they can play, learn and grow, and where their voice is heard and matters. I think I was 12 years old when I started to reflect in a serious way about cities. We had wars and terror groups like Al-Qaeda in Baghdad. Me and my family started to move a lot to find a secure place for ourselves in different areas and cities around Iraq. Often we couldn't attend schools because it was very dangerous out in the streets with terrorist attacks, cars exploding in the market or in the public squares. By moving from one area to another, from one city to another, that's how my thoughts on what a city is started. Why does the housing look like this in this particular city and not in the other ones? Why is this area livable and not that area? Why do I like this public space and not the one in the previous city? For me, it was important to immediately find my way to locate different functions in the city. As we were moving to new places all the time, I needed a quick way to orient where to go and how to come back to my home and my family again. Not like in an advanced way, just to know where things were, in case I wanted to play, buy something, or take my family to a park. As the oldest son, I also should take more responsibility for the family and be the leader. So if a family member asked me about something outdoor, I shouldn't say, I don't know. In my culture, I should know the area. When I was 16 years old, I came to Helsingborg, a small and beautiful town in the south of Sweden. My father had decided it wasn't sustainable for us to stay in Iraq, so we left for Sweden. This was something new for me. Here, people were kind of diverse compared to my country. I met people of different colors, backgrounds, who spoke different languages. The architecture and outdoor environment showed to be very different from where I come from. 
So, for me, a new relationship began with a new type of city and a big interest in cities grew on me. I applied for a master program in sustainable urban planning and design. And from the first day, I fell in love because I found my passion. It's about creating and planning cities for people by people. After further exchange studies in Milano and a lot of traveling, different countries all over Europe, observing how people work in the city, talk, do activities, and so on. I come back to Stockholm and I started to work with urban planning with focus on a social aspect, which means you plan with people and with children as a focus group. And after a few months, I realized my background as a kid was the key because I had strong relationship and many experiences with cities. Today, part of my job is co-create cities with children, listen to their story, and in that way, create the story of the future. One way to do it can be to not build after listening to your young citizens. One of my recent projects was about developing an existing area where some parts of the neighborhood was a green area. It was full of tall trees and small hills of solid rocks where you could climb. Close to this green area, a school for children. The new development proposal made a place for a new housing area and schools, but not so much green areas. At first, we talked with the kids in this neighborhood to understand their needs and wishes. Afterwards, we mapped their daily activities. We noticed the green area was a very popular place. The kids spent much of their time there, not only during school hours, but also after school with their parents and caregivers. So for them, it was like a holy place. To be honest, children don't ask for very much. They just want a place to play freely, without regulations. They want to be active and have mixed functions in their environment to explore and use for different purposes. And the kids valued places to rest when they were tired of playing. When we look at the maps, we could see that all of this should disappear because of the new development. So here comes our responsibility as urban planners. Should we build new flats or keep the green area? This was a big discussion. And I'm very happy that the municipality took the document that we created from Talking With Kids under consideration. Even if we really believed in the recommendation we gave, you can only hope. In this case, they really took the needs of children into account and asked the investors to change their plans. A big part of the green area is still there and will be there for the future as well. Thanks to kids and the municipality listening to kids. Back in Baghdad, I'm like 8 or 10 years old. One day, we had a guest in our house, and because of that, my mom sent me to buy bread. I went out in the street to go to the grocery, and suddenly, I was flying. And I didn't know what was happening. I fell down and realized I was hit by a car and landed on the car's front. Even though I was crossing the street at the crosswalk, this still happened, and this car accident created a kind of phobia. 
For a long time, I was not willing to go out to play. Outside become very dangerous to me because I had the feeling I would get hit by a car every time I left the house. So I was inside all the time and the consequences was I didn't get so many friends. I remember how I didn't really enjoy being outside, which meant less physical activities for me. As I grow older, I came over it. But still, there are lots of children and young people suffering from dangerous outdoor environments because the city is planned for cars and not children. Now, when I'm being an urban planner, with the opportunity to plan our future cities and transform them to more child-friendly places, I take this experience of mine into work. So what is a child-friendly place? Well, it's accessible. You should be able to reach it by foot or biking. It should be easy to find. There should be a facility like a bathroom or toilet. So the kid or the caregiver can go there instead of going back home. Or to a coffee shop where they have to buy something to go to the bathroom. Drinking water facilities is important. So kids and parents don't need to buy water. Imagine every time they want to go to the park, they need to pay for visiting the toilet or drinking water. There should be a place in the shadow where children can hide from the sun, wind or rain. And mixed functionalities are important. Different colors, materials, greenery in the design instead of flat, gray public space. These are some of the criterias. If you go to a place and say, okay, I can bring my kids here. We are right at it. To create a child-friendly city, you need not only people like me, urban planners, but also a bunch of experts in this field, the children. Because children has the real know-how in order to create the future story of our cities. We as urban planners only have to involve them. There are many ways to make children participate in urban planning development and to co-create the future. We do it by creating board games with maps, by walking and talking in the area, and maybe using phone application, combining games and walking with more educational activities. Discussion about what a city is, how does it work, and what is the urban development process. In that way, the kids also learn about their cities. Because again, back to what our nations agreed about, the Convention on the Rights of the Child. Every child has the right to grow up in an environment where they feel safe and secure, have access to basic services and clean air and water, can play, learn, and grow, and where their voice is heard and matters. We as adults and decision makers have to listen to them instead of assuming and guessing what they need. It's all about making sure that they participate in our processes. Today, I'm excited about this topic in urban planning. We are in a shifting situation moving from non-child-friendly cities to a state where municipalities and investors start to understand that if we include children's perspective, everybody will gain and benefit from it. 
So I see big movements in cities to create and develop new urban development models of integrating children in the planning process. It's happening right now in front of my eyes, but it will take some years because the process is complicated. We are heading towards more socially sustainable cities. Research projects, funds, money is going towards social sustainability. So my belief is we are getting there. What we see today, downtown in many cities is car-free zones, more bike lanes, more greenery areas, accessible places for children and their families to meet and to socialize. Today, we understand that in order to have a healthy life, both physically and mentally, we need child-friendly city planning. The days when cities were planned for cars is going to be a long-lost memory in a not-too-distant future. I told you, I was optimistic. And now, you know why. You listen to The Oracle, a podcast produced by Munk Studios in collaboration with IKEA for the International City Expo Age 22 in Helsingborg, Sweden, 2022. More details and all the episodes are found at age22.ikea.com.